So we're only a week into this campaign, and we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, right? But take a look at where we are, and I think a lot of people are surprised. As I said, Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives have surprised me. Uh, they've done a much better job on this campaign than I expected. He has not impressed me as leader prior to this campaign, but a couple of things he said and done made me think, eh, maybe this guy does have what it takes after all. Um, Ryan sending a text saying, I'm a center voter. I've voted liberal in every election since I was 18 until 2019, but I bought a Conservative Party membership just to vote for O'Toole in the leadership race. He represents the common sense that the Liberals have lost and would make a wonderful Prime Minister. Another listener says, I went into this election feeling quite torn and undecided as to who to vote for. But as a moderate Conservative, after years of being disillusioned with the Conservatives, I have to say I'm strongly considering Aaron O'Toole as my choice for Prime Minister. I did not see this coming. And we have talked on this show about how unimpressive he was to the majority of Canadians. But now here we are a week in, and the latest polling shows... Maybe we were all wrong because he has made some massive strides in the first week. So to break down this new polling, we're going to chat with Sean Simpson, who is vice president of Ipsos Public Affairs and put together this poll. Sean, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Um, To me, as a guy who's watched politics for a while, this seems like a pretty major shift and a pretty quick one. Very early in the campaign, we're seeing the Liberals gassing the five-point lead they brought into this race and now basically in a dead heat with the Conservatives. Yeah, they've, they've squandered their, their lead. Uh, the Prime Minister called an election uh, and then failed to articulate why it was uh, necessary for us to go to the polls during a, a pandemic. They tried to make a wedge issue out of vaccine passports, didn't really work. They tried to make a wedge issue out of abortion. So O'Toole went to Quebec and said, here's what I believe. Uh, there, it sort of essentially had the perfect counterattack to everything that the, that the Liberals and the Prime Minister are trying to do. Uh, and, you know, all along, I don't necessarily think that O'Toole was suffering from uh, being disliked. He was suffering from not being known. Uh, you know, the Prime Minister has taken up all the airtime over the last 18 months as a result of the pandemic, and perhaps rightly so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Canadians were rallying behind him. Now there's an election. It's a time for us to pay a little bit more attention to the leader of the uh, uh, of the opposition. And so far, Canadians appear to be quite open to considering him. And in fact, uh, he's he's done a quite a remarkable feat in week one and, and closed the gap. He sure has. Now we're talking about national numbers here, but when you break this down further, especially when you go into Ontario, I'm I'm blown away by what your numbers are telling us. Walk us through Ontario. Yes. Yeah. Well, Ontario just last week was showing an eight-point lead for the Liberals, which is about what they had uh, in 2019 as a result of the election. So essentially nothing has changed. Now, just this week, we see the Conservatives ahead by four. That in its in and of itself is enough to cost Liberals their plurality in the House of Commons, meaning that the Conservatives might have a shot at uh, at forming government, all other things staying staying equal. So a remarkable turnaround that obviously gives them strength in the 905, which are those key swing ridings around Toronto that uh, really often end up uh, uh, influencing who's going to form the government. The other thing that's remarkable is in Alberta, uh, the Conservatives were really struggling uh, before the campaign, down in the in the 30s, only you know five points ahead of the NDP, actually, uh, who was the second uh, place party federally within within Alberta. 
he's managed to write that ship. The uh, uh, Conservatives back at their sort of natural level, which is about 50% of the vote within uh, within the province. So really uh, managed to shore up support there. Um, and, you know, the trick is obviously without uh, trying to shore up support without alienating the, 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 the further right uh, elements within the party. So far, so good. But, you know, cracks may be forming. Yeah, exactly. One other thing I found really, really interesting for the first time since... What, 17 years, I think, or something like that? The leader of the Liberals is seen as the most untrustworthy federal leader. Uh, Trudeau really taking a hit on, you know, how much faith people put in what he has to say. Yeah, um, when he was first elected in 2015, people acknowledged that he was uh, more style than substance, uh, but that was okay. You know, uh, Stephen Harper was maybe the antithesis, uh, more substance than certainly style. Uh, so Canadians were ready for that change. But at some point, the style gets old. That which people mm-hmm. liked about you at the start becomes the thing that they dislike about you uh, later on. Uh, so uh, I think Canadians now examining whether or not uh, he's the, the person to, to lead us forward. We'll take a look at O'Toole, we'll take a look at Singh, and uh, and, and see where we net out. But this uh, this campaign is going to be anything but boring, and we've got a good old-fashioned horse race on our hands now. Yeah, no kidding. Neck and neck. Really interesting. It's early, as I said, Shani. Don't want to get ahead of yourselves, but if you're a conservative, you got to be feeling pretty good about the way it's gone the first week. Yeah, you do. But, uh, you know, one of the things that we're seeing with conservative uh, support at the moment, which isn't typical, is that uh, they don't appear to be that enthusiastic just yet, meaning that the Tories often receive a ballot box bonus because their voters are most likely to go out and vote. We're not seeing that yet. There's Mm -hmm. some softness there. Maybe uh, the more socially conservative elements of the party are not uh, thrilled with O'Toole, and obviously they don't really have too many other places to go if they're not considering Bernier or maybe the Maverick Party. They may just stay home instead of casting their ballot for O'Toole. Uh, as the, the, the race uh, is, is closer, they may feel that their vote counts a little bit more than maybe it did before, and they may, as a result, be more likely to show up and vote on Election Day. Very interesting. Appreciate the insight. Sean, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Sean Simpson, who is the Vice President of Ipsos Public Affairs.